Hi, my name is Kelly Moulton with uh, Vimon Closeup. I'm happy to say that today I have my friend Christy Tanner, Executive Vice President and General Manager of CBSN with me, live from New York City. Uh, welcome, Christy. Thank you, Kelly. So if you could first just paint uh, the picture of, of your role and your mandate and, and what CBSN is like today. Okay. CBSN is a free, live, 24-7 streaming news service that is available on cbsnews.com, our mobile apps, and then I would say connected devices and platforms, uh, more than 18 different services, devices, and platforms. And that would be everything from Apple TV to Roku to Xbox, and then some services maybe some people haven't heard of yet, uh, Zumo, Pluto, Fubo, <laughs> Hulu Live, yeah. uh, you have heard of, but, 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 but maybe are not using it yet. And um, there's another sort of tier of availability, which is that we have an embeddable video player that can be embedded on the websites of our more than 200 CBS affiliates in the U.S., but really any any website anywhere can embed our player, and that might be MSN, it might be Apple News, it might be uh, it, it might be other news sites want to take our streaming coverage of a presidential debate. They've all uh, embedded our our player at various times. And so, how many people are streaming? How many? How do you count your main metrics uh, today? Can you paint the the picture of usage for us and who is listening and watching? So we we averaged about a million streams a day in 2018, and rolling it all up, we saw 400 million streams for the year. Uh, that's that's really for the the CBSN service that we have. We we also, as part of CBS News Digital, have lots of video on demand that is available as clips and and uh, longer form pieces that are also streamed, um, and that may be through All Access, which is CBS's subscription service. Uh, or it may be through our website, or it may be through a syndication partner. So you may find that video um, in, let's say, the Yahoo environment or dozens and dozens of other uh, places that, that we syndicate those on-demand assets. As I understand it, Christy, you came out uh, aggressive with live fairly early, you know, and, and, and banked a lot on hooking viewers, as I understand it, through offering live how are you seeing uh the breakdown of usage of people who are who are consuming live versus catching up that's a great question so uh, cbs in t late 2014 launched cbsn um making a, a really kind of a t gamble on uh, would people come to a live streaming service over the top and at the time it was it launched it was available on desktop mobile Apple TV and Roku. There was a there was a fair amount of uh, really healthy partnership uh, at the time with Apple and Roku to 
promote the service. And uh, and what we found is that people who picked it up as a news source uh, became loyal and came back. The space has really exploded since late 2014. And there are now a number of players who are streaming news. We are still the only player that is truly a live service where you can reliably find breaking news uh, from a trusted brand such as CBS News. And that's, that's a big distinction in this news marketplace right now. We've seen so much disruption in, in the space. Um, a lot of it's been really negative. You have the perception that news is polarized. That is primarily coming from what people are seeing in the U.S. cable space. And I'm really only talking about the U.S. right now. But people see cable news as very polarized. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that's that's really not the case that we see with our viewers day in and day out. And not to get too into the weeds of polling and the U.S. political demographic and psychographic breakdown, but what what CBS News polls and others have found is that if you are a Republican, um, you it's more than likely that you are polarized. If you identify as a Democrat, more than likely that you have some degree of polarization. But what gets missed in that story is that not everybody identifies as a Democrat or a Republican, and many people in the U.S. don't even vote. So there's a middle, uh, a huge, huge middle, and we are really driving an 18-wheeler down the middle right now with with the 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 weight of CBS News behind this streaming service. Uh, another factor in the news space right now is the perception that news may not be a brand safe place. And that's primarily driven by, you know, live suicides on Facebook and uh, live shooters on Facebook, uh, or let's say ISIS beheading videos on YouTube or, you know, sexual predators on YouTube and and conspiracy videos on, on both platforms have created this perception in the marketplace that news is not a safe space for marketers and brands. These are the same marketers who are very comfortable spending on linear and cable television, but for a digital news um, has become sometimes a trickier sell for certain players because of this perception that either it's polarized or not brand safe. And what I would say is that and the reason that we've been successful in growing our audience so exponentially from zero to 400 million streams a year is that, A, we're targeting uh, an audience that in the middle that's being underserved by some other national news outlets. And um, and and we are tr- a trusted brand. And those two things together, um, being nonpartisan and uh, having the 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 quality and the trust of the reporting coming from um, a long established um, news organization such as CBS News has has helped us grow the service. Wonderful. Um, if I am reading the data about your service correctly, the average age is around thirty eight years old. Is that true? The, well, just to be 
really precise. Uh, our, according to our research, the median age of our viewer is 37 on CBSN. And we break down our target audience into two of eight news profiles that uh, that Nielsen identified for us. So they they did a survey and they found that there were eight types of news users and that two were really well suited to the OTT streaming space. One of those Nielsen calls news omnivores and the other profile they call savvy streamers. So a news omnivore is probably turning on the service and watching all day long. And a savvy streamer may be someone who has cut the cord or shaved their cord and uh, and are looking for a, a trusted news source. Great stuff. News omnivores and savvy, savvy streamers. But how is that audience versus me turning on my television, quote unquote, at home? Uh, what is that audience now today for CBS versus the digital audience? For CBS as a whole, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would just say for the, let's talk about the news, news programming in general on linear, traditional linear broadcast programming and in cable, the news audience is a couple decades older than 37 you're really starting at 57 and and going up for many of those news outlets right now. I watch television myself. Let's call it linear television when my in-laws come to visit, basically. <laughs> they remind me to tune in uh, to our local television at uh, at nine o'clock at night. There's so much to take from from what you've said, but I wanted to pick up, I think, on the thread of advertisers, if I can, uh, addressing this this audience that you're driving your 18-wheeler <laughs> through. Um, I mean, is creative matching digital, uh, or is it just taking narrative from linear and just trying to repurpose it over to, to mobile? Well, so keeping in mind that that we we now have an advertising ecosystem that is includes ads that are sold direct by the CBS corporations combined ad sales staff those who specialize in digital and those who specialize in linear um we also have uh third party sources of advertising to backfill um when we have excess inventory so we've turned on a number of partners there um, in some cases, we have partnerships where the the platform sells a portion of the inventory. And um, yeah, there's probably a few other flavors of deals where these ads are coming from right now. We really have not seen any change in the creative um, as we have gone from a fully direct sold service to uh, these this this variety of sales sources. What format is the most effective? You know, what format today are you finding is giving the advertisers the most valuable and on the other and and does that also make the consumer, I guess, happiest in terms of the way it's integrated with the the programming? What are you selling the most of, I guess, is what I'm trying to to ask. We we are selling the most where we have the the most inventory um is in OTT which is 
the services that are primarily um, allowing people to view CBSN on television sets. And you know, we have a healthy desktop and mobile video business as well. But where we see the 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 most duration is is in OTT. Yeah. And so therefore, it's it's very similar to the lean back broadcast TV experience. And it is. It makes sense for ad buyers to buy that OTT inventory and and to funnel in the same creative that they're funneling into linear television. Yep. That that actually does make sense. Yeah. Um, I, I think where I think we'll see a lot, the most change in the in the next year or two is in addressability, and there are a lot of claims of addressability among different platforms right now. I since 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 I'm not spending a lot on advertising there, I don't get to see the actual met performance metrics so much. So. Uh, you know, we, there isn't a lot of third party. Well, there is no third party measurement in the OTT space right now. And that is, uh, I think, a real challenge for the space as it matures. Yeah, of course. I was thinking before uh, you showed up and I was preparing my thoughts, I was trying to think of the main difference between Christy Tanner, who's running CBSN, and then your counterpart, you know, who, who's running linear or anybody who's running uh, a traditional linear broadcast. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but I was thinking one of the main differences is, is that if I'm running a news network, I don't have to think about the, t um, the, the linear news network. I don't have to think about the technology, really. It, it's just taken as read. It's assumed that that stuff is going to work, if you like, whereas you actually have to uh, think uh, deeply <laughs> about technology as being integral in your delivery. Is that is that true? Well, I think that's changing. And, and we, we on the on the broadcast side of the business, technology is becoming more vital. I would say fluency in technology is becoming more vital on the broadcast side of the business. Mm. Uh, it's it's hard to imagine a world ten years from now where technology hasn't hasn't transformed the broadcast side of uh, of television news. Uh, but but it would be true to say that for the last five ten years, most heads of of broadcast news operations didn't have to spend a lot of time thinking about technology. Um, but we we now have, you know, a, a, a new generation of journalists who are, who are technologically savvy and expect their companies to be technologically savvy. And so I think that's that's something that will force a change uh, quicker maybe than it would have happened if we were hiring all uh, 45 plus year olds right now. <laughs> Careful, I'm 48. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so so that leads into that question of does does the line converge um, broadcast and or linear and 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 digital um, or does it say demarcated? I mean, do you have any thoughts around? Uh, I would say it's already very converged at C CBS News. We are 
we're not totally converged, but we are substantially converged in the way that we that we operate, especially as it comes to news gathering. So as the four and a half years since CBSN's launch have evolved, we have seen all of our colleagues become much more comfortable with breaking a story on the digital platform first because they're they're pleased to find that they're not constrained by the limits of the the time schedule of broadcast television so in the it is both a function of having a 24/7 live news outlet available on which to break news but also the news cycle that we've been in i would say it's day, i would start it from the time of oddly maybe the the paris terrorist attacks in fall of 2015 from that time on news has just been relentless um so it's not just starting with what we saw during the presidential election that year it really started with an unprecedented wave of terrorist attacks mass shootings and um and politics which may not seem like they all belong in the same sentence but they have all um created an a news environment in which a more traditional broadcast pace of gathering news, holding it for your next linear broadcast, whether that's the evening news or the morning news, maybe doing a special report breaking into linear programming, uh, whether it's uh, the young and the restless in the middle of the day or, you know, Big Bang Theory at night. That has really, really changed the game, has been the news itself, has has forced a change in how we gather news. And, and, and though everyone was willing to converge over time, I, I think it accelerated the pace of our convergence. Really well said. Thank you. Um, let's go future then and, and going forward in the time we have left. Um, I'm hearing a lot of what you're doing well. What do you feel you aren't doing well and and what are the big the big challenges up ahead as you see them well I, I what we're doing really well is what cbs news has done for decades which is delivering um trusted news um and that will always be our number one goal where i would love to see us maybe expand is in our swagger in the OTT space. And what I mean by that is we're, we've been a real nice guy in the, in the uh, streaming space. We've sort of said, well, we're, we're a free live 24 seven news service. But I, I do think it's time to call out that there really is no other news service that is truly live with the the trusted news gathering of CBSN. And this is definitely uh, us tooting our own horn here, but, but we really haven't done enough of that. There are other services that call themselves live news or streaming news. Mm. Um, they may come from 
brands that are not as well known. They may come from brands that are well known, but they're in some cases not really live or they are of a, a level of trustworthiness that um, doesn't rise to the level of CBS News. And I think if 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 I could have done one thing differently in the last few years, it would be call out uh, what we think are maybe subpar and maybe not so accurate descriptions of other news services in the marketplace. Very good. That may be too in the weeds for you, Kelly. I don't know. <laughs> not, not at all. Doing well. Um, if you were to show up, let me ask another way. If you were to show up at Vmon's product development uh, annual strategy session and give us challenges for the next year, 18 months, and say, you should be making this, you should be thinking this, what sort of uh, dictates would you give us? What sort of inspiration and challenges? I would say measurement is the number one challenge of this space right now. So if you could come up with a way to measure video streams that everybody in the space would adopt, that's easy to implement and reliable, that would be you, well, you'd be you'd be like creating a new UN for the for the future uh, <laughs> of the space because you'd have to bring together so many players to accept it. But um, but the other thing I would say that that'd be one area where that there's just such a need uh, out there for third party measurement of yep. streaming. The the other thing I would say is making ads work on all these different platforms needs to be easier. The number one. Actually, the number one and the number two things, and they might vary by platform, but they're always the number one and two things that slow down QA for launching on a new platform are measurement and ads. There it is. Question answered. Yeah, you know, I, that would, that's a real need. Yeah, but that's that's really valuable input. And I like the way you phrased it in terms of those are the two main challenges every time you launch. I mean, that's a that's a very good way of, of saying it. Um, what about... Uh, what what question um, should I have asked you? Do you think what 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 do you think I should have asked you that I haven't asked you in our our session today? I don't know, maybe what's your what's your biggest concern going forward? Yeah. So my 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 biggest concern going forward in the OTT space is that I want to see the platforms that are delivering our news service uphold a higher standard of information sources than the some of the platforms that dominate our space right now. I do not want to see deep fakes polluting the the video marketplace in OTT. I want to see advertisers in the marketplace put their money uh, behind the value that we bring in connecting them with audiences at CBS News. And I think there are a number of players who think news is a commodity. It can be a cheap and easy source of video ad revenue because there are so many players calling themselves news that really haven't earned the the title very good 
Christy, I just want to thank you so much uh, for your time today. Uh, Best of luck going forward. Thank you. It's always good to see you. (laughs) 